Welcome back to Pale Columbia. In our last episode, we saw Jupiter and Samson captured and returned to Monticello. Jefferson finagled a deal wherein the bounty hunters, Red, Method, and Arch Porter, would help Carmela Kane transport her newly purchased slaves back to Manassas. That settled, Arch called attention to Samson's plight, and Jefferson angrily sent him off to check on the ailing slave. As they reached the slave quarters, though, the situation deteriorated quickly. Unaware of the happenings in the slave quarters, Jefferson's dinner party continued. And right there, with an anxious Jupiter playing chess with his admirer, Benjamin Franklin, is where we'll pick up on this episode of Pale Columbia. On to Queen's Bishop 4. Master Franklin, check. Oh, king to Queen's Knight 5, and I'll take that bishop. Oh, of course, that's just what you wanted. And tell me, lad, just how long have you been planning this trap? Since you took the knight, sir. Queen to Queen's Knight 3. Respectfully, Master Franklin, I believe that's maiden 1. Indeed. And you've taken three straight games off me, Jupiter. I think it's okay for you to call me Benjamin. You'll address him as Master Franklin, Jupiter. Yes, Master Thomas. Now, Thomas, I should get a say in how our young prodigy addresses... The boy's already run off once, Ben. Your familiarity will only encourage further folly. Now, Jupiter, the last match you and I played was near identical to this one. How is it I emerged victorious in that match while you've won this one? Well, what can I say, Master Thomas? You're an exemplary teacher. <laughs> Apologies, Thomas. It's just that you're a bright man in so many ways, so it's amusing when your blind spots are laid bare. What are you on about? I've beaten you in our last ten games at least. Jupiter here has taken three of four off me tonight, and eight of our last ten. Master Franklin, please, I, I assure you... I assume you're coming to a point. It's simple transitive property, Tom. He beats me, and I beat you. Well, it stands to reason they should smell of sweat, Carmella. They are every day out in the fields laboring so that you can laze about indoors. Oh, my. They're at it again, Benjamin, please. First, Miss Pratt, I hardly laze about indoors. My days and nights are full of industry. I wouldn't be where I am if that weren't the case. Second, the Negro is naturally suited to labor in service of his betters. That's a veritable law of nature. And who, perchance, wrote that law? Certainly not some lowborn like you. It's admirable that Mr. Franklin deigned to teach you to read, but it's evident that while you can take the rake out of the gutter, you can't take the gutter out of... If you want to see just how much gutter is left in this rake, I can certainly... Fiona, that's enough. But, sir... As a guest in Mr. Jefferson's house, you must comport yourself accordingly. Wait in the foyer, and I'll deal with you forthwith. Well, at least you've some control of her. Perhaps there's hope yet to learn to properly address her betters. 
Madam, should she ever meet such a person, she'll handle the situation admirably. Beg your pardon? What now? Nothing of consequence, I assure you. Now, Thomas, I find I have to deal with Fiona, but I still want to pick your man's brain. Might I borrow young Jupiter to accompany us on a walk outdoors? Do what you will, Benjamin. Just, just get your woman in line, would you? Taming a woman is like leashing a cat, Thomas. You do so at your own peril and succeed only because they let you. Benjamin. Still, I'll talk to her. Come, Jupiter, tell me all about Thomas's masterful chest tutoring. <laughs> well, I, for one, am inclined to agree with Madame Kane on the current state of the blacks, though, as I said before, I do hold out hope that we can uplift them. Madam Method, Madam Red, have either of you thoughts on the matter? Never had truck with much beyond a blade and a whetstone, so ain't much for me to add. The blacks is on the bottom, and that's how it is. Ah, yes. Well, succinct to a fault. Forgive me, of course, Fiona. That Carmella Cade is reprehensible, and I'd half a mind to let you do with her as you would. Thomas, though, has need of her. She's just... Now, Jupiter, those bounty hunters said you were on about some crazed throng? Yes, blighted. Devoid of reason. Even rabid. Now, I fear we should be on the lookout, unless... My dear boy, if they're devoid of reason, as you say, we could hardly expect them to navigate the distance from there to Monticello, could we? I suppose not, but Samson... He, he... is being tended to, I assure you. Now, I've seen the light regarding slavery, but when I did hold men in bondage, I could ill afford to lose them to fevers. Thomas is no different than I was before my enlightenment. Samson will recover. Jupiter, do you mean to say this blight is somehow catching? Well, I cannot say for certain, but... It's doubtless some passing trifle, you two, if there's one thing I learned in compiling my almanac. But these folk, uh, they seem possessed and uh, as ravenous as wolves. If there's one thing hmm, I learned... It's that history is replete with such oddities. Two and a half centuries back, the town of Strasbourg fell under sway of a dancing sickness. Sir, if I may, I think Jupiter describes something a bit more serious well, than... Is he, though? It's amusing to us now, but that dancing sickness claimed hundreds of lives before it vanished quick as it came. My point, you two, is that these things tend to stay localized. Unless Jupiter's crazed horde somehow tracked him all the way back here, we're likely safe up on the mountain. Sir, Benjamin, if you would put back me as I explain further to Master Jefferson, I think you'll understand... Yes, fine, Jupiter. I'll sway Thomas and you can plead your case, but not now. Can we not for a moment forego talk of blighted madmen and vile slave mistresses and take in the night? We're well away from the big house and the slave quarters enough to enjoy the quiet, no? 
to savor that crisp breeze with its hints of, well, manure, I suppose. Ah, sir, the stables are upwind. Ah, the stables. Madam Kane ordered her man to bed down there. She is quite loathsome, no? But enough of that. Let's, uh, walk a bit further, take in more of this. Oh, hell. Sir? It's his gout. Wine and rich foods exacerbate it, but he thought this latest flare had ended. I... Go ahead, Fiona. The pain in my toe pales in comparison to how you're aching to say it. Well, I did advise you otherwise, sir. You did indeed, so no need to hold your tongue. What is it you tend to say? Regret most often is the result of reticence? In this case, I think regret is born of reasoning. Oh, Lord, this might be a bad one. Lean on me, sir. We can walk you back to the big house. Ah, by the smell of it, we're nearer the stables. Just drag this adult fool there. The stableman can convey us back, no? Of course, sir. Still, you've got to love the quiet night, no? Us three? Oh, oh, we've got the better deal, I'll wager. I'd rather fend off a dozen of Jupiter's blighted madmen than endure another hour with that Herod and Cain. So we shake on it. He'll keep the father, but I by the mother, plus a bonus for the child she would bear. But as it turned out, and here's the crux, she was carrying triplets. (laughs) No lie, no lie. The mother and three piccadinnies for, what, the price of one and a half? (laughs) Yeah. Well, as I was saying, Kane, that's the story behind Walter, Donald, and Jeffrey. <laughs> I just thought it might amuse. <laughs> well. A droll tale, Jefferson. I hope they were better trained than your household staff. It's been ages since our plates were cleared. Oh, of course, Kane. I- I'm sure the help is just. Gideon! Gideon, come here, boy, I swear. Seems like Arch has been gone a long stretch, too, yeah? Uh, We may wish to check on him. Well, no doubt they've all simply... Oh, for the life of me, I can't figure out what could be the... Red method. No need to produce arms, I assure you. It's doubtless a mishap with the... Help! They're right behind help! Is that Arch? (laughs) Arch, you damn fool! What have you got into now? My God, man, who's done this to you? Roll him over. Give him some air. Archie! Where's all this blood from? Arch! What the hell? Jefferson, come see your man out here. My man, whatever could... Ah, Junebug. The sun's down, so no surprise to see you drunk and stumbling about. But what have you done with Master Porter here? Explain yourself, boy. Junebug, unhand Madam Red this moment. Junebug! Method, what have you done? I'll not abide any man laying hand on Red. Method, Junebug's an angry drunk, sure, but not lethal. Why shoot him in the head? Why not an arm so we could... 
I don't know, comb him or... It is a regrettable loss of capital and... Uh... There's more after. He was... Oh! Oh, it burns! More? Jefferson, are your blacks revolting? Madam Kane, this is surely some misunderstanding. Now, Madam Method, you'll of course understand if I dock your fee for the loss of Junebug, plus any furniture your man Arch bleeds on. Oh, burns, more coming. Have to... Oh. Jefferson, we should heed Porter, no? If you've lost control of your slaves, we... Own it, Method. I'm with you, dear. Begging pardon, but I was under the impression that you all were guests in my house. Will none of you listen? Congratulations. Save for the dumb waiter, you sealed us off. And from what? No one knows. Maybe Madam Kane rightly fears some slave revolt, but I see neither torch nor pitchfork nor African mob out yon window. Jefferson. Mayhap it's a revolt, but mayhap it's something other, no? Who's to say your man Arch didn't just cheat poor Junebug in a craps game, eh? We'll never know, I measure, as you shot my goddamn slave through his head. Jefferson. What? A couple of things. One... Quiet as it's kept, our boy Arch is an octoroon. He'd never cheat one of your blacks. Two, look at your man, Junebug. Really look at him. Right there, starting under the left ear. You see how the flesh hangs loose? A single musket shot didn't do that. Plus, I stuck a blade in him up to the hilt, and he took it in stride. Remarkable. What are you saying then? Most of all, I'm saying you need to help us tend to Arch. Beyond that, can't say. Maybe Kane's right and your slaves are rising up. Maybe it's something else. It damn sure ain't from cheating at craps. Let's move him to the light. I can't tell where he's bleeding from. Thunder grows ever closer. I must insist on two things. Pull the carriage up well short of the main house and... Uh, no one breathe a word of this to Thomas. But, sir, not an hour ago, Mr. Jefferson so highly praised not only your ability to hold your wine, but also your dismissal of my advice against further wine. Do you think he'll now mock you for... Yes, Fiona, yes. Between you gloating in my ear and the gout ravaging my toe, the whole of my person is under siege. I'll not have Thomas adding to... In all seriousness, sir, lean more on me. We're almost to the stable, and a carriage back to the big house... Yes, it's just a bit further. Oh, and here's the rain. I say, Jupiter, do the stablemen typically turn in so early? There's not a spark of light over there. Not usually, sir. Might the slaves on duty have left their stations? Uh, to check on Samson and gossip, perhaps? Uh, oh, no, Miss Pratt. Mr. Randolph, he's a white man. He tends the horses. I remember Randolph, fond of the bottle by my recollection. Randolph is likely dozing in the hay. Mr. Randolph! I need you to ready a carriage for Master Franklin. Where are you, man? 
Master Thomas to be cross if you're dozing again. I can't see a thing in here. There's Jupiter with the light. What's he stop to look at? Why is he waving? He's saying something. Speak up, lad. Why so quiet, all of us? I'm going to go see what's captivated him so. Jupiter? Whatever is the matter? Oh, oh my, that's horrific! Jupiter, this mare's been torn to shreds. What could have done this? Excuse me, I hate to interrupt your courtship, but do you two intend to leave me here? Fiona! <laughs> is that Randolph? Jupiter, unhand him! Thomas will whip even you should you harm a white man! Fiona! Get Benjamin! Something's wrong with Randolph! His eye! Jupiter! You've driven it right through his eye! Why? What? What? What are you doing? Just stay back! You can't let them bite you! Jupiter, tell me you don't think Paul Randolph here was somehow... Look at him! Fiona, bring the light! His face, sir! What do you see? My God! The skin's half torn off cheek to sternum. The blight has followed us. Such a wound. How could he survive? Oh no, into the carriage! Quickly! There in that last flash of lightning. Here they come. Stay still. They may just move on. And yet they sniff about the carriage. As if they sense us. My music box! We need to get out of here. There's no way we can outrun them while sparing Benjamin, and it seems safest in here, as they've yet to breach. Then again, what were you planning? Look there, Fiona. That sliding panel at the head of the carriage? You could fit through it, no? I could, but then I'd be out there with... Well, with all that. Clamor up on the carriage. This is one of those grand coaches, tall enough that it should keep you out of their reach. Should? Should is all we got, I'm afraid. If any of them get close, fend them off with this. A riding crop? No deadlier than a harsh scolding. Shh! Oh, heavens, dear, they already know we're in here. See? Now look here. I've still got my cane. It's solid oak, sturdy enough for whacking and poking. Fine, but I still don't see what I'm... A good shove should get the coach rolling down the hill, whereupon I'll jump on and we should be able to coast free of them. There were many more shoulds in that plan that I'm comfortable with. Perhaps, Miss Pratt, you'd be more comfortable attempting to fend them off from within the confines of the coach? Can you push the coach yourself? What if you slip? I'm certain I can get it moving. If you see me slip, well, just toss me the cane and I'll have a fine chance, no? Just keep them occupied for a few seconds. If I don't see you clinging to the rear of this carriage, they'll be hell to pay. Master Franklin seems to fear you, and he's the wisest man I know, so I have no intention of disappointing you. It's quite the gambit, my boy. Were you anyone else, I wouldn't be so confident you could pull it off. Were I anyone else, sir, or someone better, we'd not be in this situation. I'll see you at the bottom of the hill. Be ready to run. Hey, you bloody lackwits! Up here! Look, I'm here! 
Almost. Now, to give it a good shove. Ha! That's done it. We're rolling. Quickly, lad. Hop on. Jupiter? Jupiter, watch out! Fiona! One's got a hold of Jupiter! The cane girl! The cane! Uh, Jupiter! Catch! Fiona! We're going too fast, sir! Brace yourself! Girl, hold fast to the roof. With any luck, we may coast without... Ah! Uh, ben? Are you still in one piece? Uh, I'm no worse for the wear, girl. The coach is done for. Jupiter gave us what scant chance we have. Now come on! We've a good lead on them. We can make it to the house before they catch us, but only just. Perhaps you'd be better off leaving me. Without my cane, I'll only slow you down and... Ben, of all the times, why would you choose now to start stepping lightly? Come! Franklin and Fiona trudged through the muck back toward Monticello's main house. Meanwhile, Jefferson and his house guests were themselves dealing with their own blight encounter. But we'll have to save all that for our next episode. As always, we'd like to thank our listeners. And, as of just a few minutes ago, I'm proud to announce a surprise new sponsor, Kane Capital. What? Kane Capital? You should have discussed this with me before. It just came in. What did you want me to do, turn them down? We'll have more to discuss on that and other developments on the next episode of Pale Columbia. It was summer and softly the breezes were blowing And sweetly the nightingale sang from the tree time
showing but there in the night a new day is growing and a bright sun is dawning a new Columbia Chapter 3, Well It Damn Sure Ain't From Cheatin' At Craps, Eric Austin played Aloysius Freeman and Jupiter Nameless. Kate Piotti played Alayla Marks Parks, Fiona Pratt, and Gertrude Red. Hannah Schooner played Lillian Method and Carmela Kane. And Ryan Knowles played Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, and Arch Porter. Other roles were played by the cast. Pale Columbia Chapter 3 features music and original arrangements by Jackie Presti, with vocals by Robin Campbell and lyrics by Ryan Knowles. Mandolin and guitar by Bob Rose. Audio production and sound design by Alex Sterling at Precision Sound Studios, New York. Assistant audio engineer, Colin Bryson. Executive producer, Nadine Welch. Pale Columbia was written and created by Kevin Likely and produced and directed by Justin Heyman.